Okay, so again, so uh, picking up with the Maimari Chazal of um, the power of Bitochen. Now, now we're going to be dis- continuing to discuss, first of all, the very clearly seeing that Bitochen is a Paula, like the Maral said, it's like a Tefillah. It's something that a person does as opposed to just a general belief, which is a Muna, right? Um, so here it's where Amuna is belief in all the facets belief in Hashem who created the world he created the world the good and evil and challenges and, and all sorts of things happen and it's ultimately for some um, ultimate good that's Amuna good Bitochan is just like a tefillah what's tefillah if you're a real mammon why do you have a daven you're a mammon right so if Hashem is doing something to you, it means in some way or another this is uh, supposed to, this is going to work out, right? So what are you davening for? Mm-hmm. Answer is yes, but one of the tools that Hashem armed us with in fixing up the world, right, is tefillah. Another one is Talmud Torah and Sadaka and Sa'aka and everything else, right? So one of those is bitachim. It's a pu'ula that a person does, right? By being, by connecting to a really, really high place, where Hashem was cool or tov, we actually help to facilitate to bring that in, just like a tefillah or a bracha or whatever whatever you want to call it. Right? Not just like, different, but similar to. Yeah. Okay. So um, now we're going to see two awesome stories, famous stories about Bitochon in the Gemara. So here we go. Um, Od Sham. This is a continuation of the Gemara in Brochus. Amar of Hunamar Rav, Mishum Rabbi Meir, Vechain Tanamishmed Rabbi Akiva, Ula Oilam Ye Adam Ragil Loimar, called the Ovid Min Shmaya Latav. So a person should habituate himself to say the following words. Notice, this is not a statement of Amuna. It would be a statement of a moon, there would be no reason there would be no reason to say it. You have to say it. So say the word. It's an action. It's an action. We're talking about Bidakhan, it's an action, right? So a person should habituate himself to say call the Avdin Minshmaya Latav. Everything that happens is for good. Why? Because what that is gonna do is gonna alter what is happening, what happens. Yeah? To uh, everything that happens is for the good, and that will. You see, you see that action. Just because you say everything happens for the good doesn't really mean you're doing any action. You might say it, but like, come on. That's true. I mean, the words themselves, without the belief behind the words. Well, even if you believe it, just but aren't belief isn't belief emuna? Emuna is 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 a general concept. A moon, right? <clears throat> Here, I mean, isn't Tefillah based on the moon? Yeah, everything is based on the moon, right? Tefillah is also based on the moon. Hashem um, commanded us to daven, and that He empowered us that when we daven, that He will answer our Tefillahs, right? Good. Here is a different point that when we connect to a con- the concept of Tov, when we connect, when we relate to Hashem, as the one who is the native that actually facilitates for that to happen. 
We're saying because that was the Olam Haba idea. That that's that's the Madriga. We're going to talk about that much more in depth. I don't know if we'll get to it today, but certainly better to have next week. But is that the actual, that's the change that's occurring? That yep. You bring it out from a higher place. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, but, uh, not, yeah, okay. Moshe is right, obviously, that it's not simply uttering the words, right? It's the person has to really, really believe it. But okay. the Hadgasha here is that, you actually, is that you're saying it, you're actually doing the pu'ula. Like by tefillah, where, where you actually say it. Okay. Like the famous story of Rabbi Akiva. He was traveling on the way, and he had with him a donkey, a rooster, and a candle. Came to a city, and he wanted to find dwelling. He was asking people to let him spend the night. And no one allowed, let him in, no one let him into their house, into their barn, nothing. Amr called the Avdin min Shmaya Latav. So he declared whatever happens from is for the be- whatever happens from the heavens is from the best. Now notice by the way, Min Shmaya, the emphasis we spoke about last week that things that kind of have to do more with the regular flow and development in in Olamazeh, right, is not um, subject to being acted upon by Bitochem. Right? Um, but, so, but call the Avdin Min Shmaya. Why is this Avdin Min Shmaya? Because this is a unusual single event. This is a, like a Besor Ra, right? It's a particular thing that happened that totally did not have to happen. There's nothing about this world that says that a, you know, a visitor coming to a city will not be allowed in by any of the residents to spend the night, right? That is a particular event. So a particular event, that is something that Rabbi Akiva is identifying as happening in Shmaya, and therefore he's connecting it to being tov and putting his bitochon in Hashem. So he went and he spent the night out in the outskirts, uh, outside the city, I don't know, sleeping under a thorn bush. So a lion came and ate his donkey. Then a cat came and ate his rooster. And a wind came and extinguished his candle. And the Rebbe Kiva again said, called the Avid Mishmaya Latav Avid. What happened then? A band of bandits came down upon the city, raided the city, took everyone captive, killed people, took them into slavery, right? And they did not notice Rabbi Akiva who was sleeping, right? Because um, he, number one, was not in the, in the city, and number two, he didn't have a donkey to start getting scared and making noises for them to hear, and he didn't have a rooster to crow to wake him up, and he didn't have a candle burning. <laughs> so, all these, because of all these things, uh, Rabbi Akiva was saved. So, was it because of his actions? Like that, he said that that's the reason why it happened that way? What, so, because I the, thought that like, the, the, one of the latter parts of that is that Hashem showed him <laughs> the 
benefits of the tough one. Like you didn't have to show him like all that good actually happened. I mean, like that the bandits actually there was a, there was a reason why all that happened for the good. It could have just been that's that that was that was the end without the bandit situation. How would that be a story of Bitochem? Because he could, he could just continue to say like I know everything is for the good. But how would that be a story of Bitochem? That would be a story of Amuna. But he's going through the action of saying it's for the good. I, but we wouldn't see that Bitochen actually did anything. This would be a case of where his Bitochen failed. Uh-huh. The Bitochen is that somehow something good will come out of this. But Bitochen is that something good will come out. That when you do the Pukhan, it will result in a good result. So over here, now you could just say, listen, maybe Rikiwa's Bitochen had nothing to do with it. And all, anyway, all this was going to happen. He was anyway going to get kicked out, etc. But you see the way that Chazal presents it. The Rabbi Kiva said, a person should always say this. And here's a story. Rabbi Kiva made sure to say it every time. Not just once. He said it every time something bad happened, he would say this. Why? Because Rabbi Kiva is saying that the positive result that happened over here came about due to him saying this. Are we to interpret this either, one, there was a on the city, and without him saying, this is for the good, he might have been included in a gazera, whatever it was, and it might not have been bandits, it might have been something else, and it was only through his actively saying this is all for the good that he was then Hashem created whatever the outcome of that the manifestation of Xera worked within his circumstances or could we say that at each step there was going to be a band but each step where something bad happened Hashem then worked that in so that that was part of the Yeshua meaning it Situation one, there was a gazera. We don't know what it would have been. And Hashem worked the situation where every bad thing worked in line that it helped them avoid the bandits. Hashem manifested that gazera in a way that the city was, was damaged by the by the bandits and all the things that were bad that would have happened to that happened to Rabbi Kiva actually were for his benefit because he was saying they were good. That Hashem changed the situation while it was occurring so that it fit with that narrative, so to speak, that, that he was having Pitachon and therefore everything could be good, the good. Or should we say that the, the situation was fixed, but Hashem worked in each step of each bad thing that happened to be part of his Yeshua. I mean, did he change the circumstances or did Hashem change the way that they, the, the circumstances interacted with the bad things so that it worked it in? One is more overt and one is more I, subtle, I, I think. Maybe I'm not I'm, being clear, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not copying the, the difference. Uh, the general, the general thing that you're saying Hashem is for didn't sure. Hashem rewrite true. the script in the second case. In the first case, Hashem rewrote the script so that each bad thing that happened to him ended up being a part of the overall Yeshua, and the Gezerah wasn't a fixed whatever. It was just something bad was going to happen to that city. So Hashem rewrote the script so that it happened to be a, ban- a group of bandits, and therefore those bad things worked into the script and, and excluded him from being part of that Xera as opposed to situation two it was always going to be a group of bandits 
but each bad thing that happened ended up working toward his Yeshua and Hashem worked it in in such a way. How, there was how definitely going overt. to be a group of bandits. Okay. There was definitely going to be a group of bandits, right? And the fact that Rabbi Akiva kept on, kept on believing that things would be good is why ultimately he was saved. The thing that makes it tachon is the fact that the result, he saw the result immediately, that it was good. Right, that doesn't make sense to me. Last week we were saying that a person that has pure bitachon, nothing bad will ever happen to him, meaning things that to us appear bad in the way they, in this world. Meaning to him, when he was kicked out of the city and when all the three things happened, they seemed bad to him. Right? Which, from what we said last week, should never happen to somebody that has bitachon. Uh-huh. So you're asking. So, so obviously, the, the, the simple answer is that here, this, the story ended up good, as we're going to see in, in the upcoming story as well with Nachum Ishgamzu, that you know that the particular incident, you know, like before the play is over and the curtains kind of fall, right? Everything turns out good. I mean, the fact that it happened immediately that he was able to see it. Because otherwise, then it's just the Muna, that everything that Hashem does is for the good. For sure. so, yeah, so that, yeah, so Muna is more, you know, something that that uh, either maybe, I don't know, maybe many, many, many years later, right, or or somehow through this hardship I grew from it, or, you know, in an Olam now a bigger man for it, or, you know, all those types of statements, right? It needed to happen to me, I, I, you know, as a Kapara, you know, those are all statements of Muna. Where this incident, this story over here, right? Again, I agree with you. It's maybe slightly. Sometimes it could be difficult to know when the cutoff is, right? When is the story over? But let's say you know, kind of what we see as the story. Um, you know that that particular story is going to end up well. That journey, that 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 situation, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, so just a, it's like a very part, a specific story in terms of what happened. I find it interesting. What I want to ask about is the story. Again, this is the story. This is the story. But it could have been where maybe he was I don't know, going to like set sail, and then I don't know his his boat was burned and, and whatever. And then that night there was like a crazy story. Whereas here there's like he sees the town getting like ransacked and people getting murdered. And I understand that Kiva has received insight, but like his response to that is like. It seems very interesting that like his was this really worked out well for me, but I'm sure the people in the city have a very different take on how, how that worked out. Like his same statement that like, this worked out well for me, but he, like he must understand that like it did not work out really well for them. So what's their bitachon statement? They what? didn't have a bitachon. They didn't have bitachon. I mean, bad things happen to people who have bitachon. I'm sure. Nope. Not things mina shemayim. Call the avid mishmaya latav. Didn't didn't we say that before? Yeah, but there's also the idea that like when there's a gazera, it hits even the tzaddikim from shara b'tachon. What's it called? A shas. A shashmad or something like this, like yeah. A, I mean, it's an entire city. Okay, so again, yeah. Except, no, a whole a, a city is not uh, is that is not. Uh, that's not. I thought you were talking about like a um, you know a, a plague or whatever it is, but 
Okay, so a city, he had bitachon, he was safe from it. What's the problem? I don't know, because he's making a statement of like, happy bitachon's a rule without well for me. Yeah. What's the response for the people in the city? Very sad. Very, very sad for them. Uh, bad things happen all the time in the world. Only someone who is connected to a boter by Hashem has to use of them. Someone who is connected to that really high level of bitachon, right? And that's an active thing that a person has to be doing. Not even every tzaddik necessarily is on that level to be able to do that, right? But if he does that, then then mina shamayim he will not be sent a besura, right? Like we saw in the end of, of last week that um, they they darshaned they darshaned the posik miracial seifu misefal erasha, right? Mishmua ro loyira nachon libo batuach ba'ashem. So someone who trusts in Hashem will not have a shmua ro. Right? And we spoke out how it's uh, the Venn diagram, right? That uh, it means that only someone who is botech and Hashem will not get a shmura, and only um, people who don't have a shmura uh, are, are, are botech and Hashem. It's, it's, one to, it's totally equivalent. There's nobody who is excluded from a shmura who is not botech and Hashem, and everyone who is botech and Hashem does not receive a shmura. This is objectively good, like meaning good from our perspective in the, in the physical world. Subjectively good, therefore, right? Objectively good from our perspective. <laughs> objectively good from our perspective is yeah. oxymoron. I don't know about that. I mean, because like if you're it's an oxymoron, the, the words uh, I get I'm, it. But if you're in a physical world, then it's gonna there's gonna be it, there's an objective perspective from the physical world of what you would see things to be. To, okay. to you want to use oxymorons? You can. Good. Right. We, we understand what you're saying. Okay. Good. I don't. I mean, it's, it's subjective from each individual's perspective, but it's objective in the physical world. Okay. For what? That is that that the only way that it's, the person has betachon is if they see physical uh, abundance or physical good things happening happening to them. Happening to them. That's that's then the, 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 the person the who has betachon yeah. that things work out for them. Uh-huh. So it's not it's not just like okay you're gonna be you're gonna get good stuff in all haba. It's not that that's like, that's a mamia. That's people who have a muna. Uh huh. Just clarify, I'm, I'm just clarifying the points. I'm very and, glad and, that you're clarifying the points. It's important. Okay. This is something that I was telling you guys earlier that many rabbis are very confused about. This is not just a... Uh, you started to touch on a plague or a holocaust. How does that... So the truth is, again, you know, uh, <clears throat> famous story of the Briskarov, right, who literally just walked out of Europe. He and his family were just walking, right, without any documents, any papers, and they were Botech and Hashem, and they just walked through all the checkpoints and you walked to Israel. Okay, but I don't know. You know so is there is there an exception? Is there an exception to I mean does it become there, there is a Gemara that in, that seems to indicate that in a time of a of um, you know either a, a, a tremendous gzera against Klausel or or uh, or a plague or something like this, that that becomes like the tefa. Right, so um, so if that's the case, so then maybe similar to the way that that we said earlier, the bitachon 
doesn't help a person from the regular Hanhaga Teva. It only helps from a decrees that are sent from heaven. So if that becomes the Teva now, you know, the, just like in a famine, it won't help. Bitochon is not going to help a person in a time of a famine, right? So maybe, maybe that would be different. Have to know. Are we going to get to a point of clarifying, like, what, I, I feel like we touched on it last week, like, what it, how a person is supposed to feel when they actually have Betachon, outside of saying, obviously, I believe we'll that Hashem yeah. is going to... I, I don't know if we're going to get to it today, is, is it, it, the, maybe, I thought maybe we might, but uh, not going as fast as I had thought, <laughs> but I know Hashem next week, I think, we, he's going to talk about, um, on the, a uh, 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 from now. Okay, so um, now there's a fascinating Gemara for many different reasons, right? It's almost like a shame to skip this Gemara. This is this is the Maral's. This Gemara is the Maral's famous Gemara as a proof. We know there's a Machlekes Machaber or more whether to do whether to do Kaparis with with a, with a chicken um, before Yom Kippur or not, right? Uh, the Maral says from this Gemara it's clear to yes do it. That you see that Rabbi Akiva had a, had a gzar din upon him uh, together since he had entered that city together with the, with the people in that city, um, he was meant to killed, and um, the his hamor getting killed was a atonement for his goof, his humrius, his physicality didn't have to be destroyed now, his rooster being killed was an atonement for his. Um, Emotions for his for his um, um, excited uh, his ruach, what we would call right, um, and his candle being extinguished was an atonement for his seichel. Thus, all three levels of the person were saved and did not need to be killed. Um, and that's exactly what we do. And why do we not kill donkeys and swing them around our heads and in kipper? A number of reasons. Um, you might think that the reason is because it's too heavy, but the truth is that that's <laughs> but no, because because Anim Kippur the primary the primary thing is against against us for any avarice that we've done, which are primarily driven by Chatoyim. The morale explains um, in Or Chadash that Chatoyim specifically speak to a kores, a cutting off. Um, which is of the nefesh of the emo- of the so to speak the emotions. So that's why the rooster is the most appropriate rooster for a man, uh, a hen for a woman, um, but not the you know candles would be much cheaper, donkeys would be much more expensive. Roosters are right there, the sweet spot. Okay. The rooster, the gever, the gever is uh, spoke about. That's the uh, uh, we make a brocha every morning. Um, like, you know, the arouse, to wake up, to, to get aroused, to get energized. The rooster is a, you know, um, a brazen animal. They fight and etc. It, it's uh, it speaks to to emotions. Again, like I said, you know, uh, I I had to mention it because I like you just can't walk by this Gemara. But on the other hand, we're learning Bitochon right now, so it's not really our topic either. Um, but um, but but the point is that uh, that because Rabbi Akiva, you know, was you know, 
was saying this, was doing this thing, that's why it worked. And that's you know, the lesson is, therefore, this is what you should always do. Right? Um, okay. Uh, that, that's um, now we move on to Rabbi Kiva's Rebbe in the in these regards in the, in the realm of Bitachon, um, which is Nahum Ish Gamzu. So says the the Gemara in the third parak of Tainus that Nahum Ish Gamzu Kol Milsa Dehava Salkale Amor Gamzu Lutova. Now. Obviously, you're noticing that there is a usage of a, of a different terminology. Rabbi Akiva said, called the Abdin min Shmaya Latav, Nachumish Gamzu was saying Gamzu Latova. So, before all the deep um, things that the morale is going to reveal to us later on, first, just a obvious observation is. Rabbi Akiva is making a general statement, even though he's obviously hoping uh, that this will be applied in this particular case, but the statement he's making is, call um, everything that is done, speaking about this particular statement, but call the Abdin min Shmaya Latav, is for good. And again, like we pointed out last time, specifically the Tov is the, is the Hadgasha. In Bitochen, the the emphasis is on the Tov. Tov means positive results here in the Olam of Asiya, you know, good, healthy, wealthy, you know, all that type of stuff that that uh, people ask for brachas for, right? Um, so again, Rabbi Akiva is speaking in a more general sense. Nachumish Gamzu is saying this, Gamzu, this particular thing, Latova. Not only Gam, meaning everything else, but also this specific thing which is a much more powerful statement, Rabbi Akiva did not tell us that we should say this. What we should say is we should, everyone should say everything that is done from heaven is for good. A more general statement. Nachumish Gams was on a level that he could say with absolute certainty on this particular situation right here. Okay? That's a higher madrega. So, um, Can someone please pull the knife out of my back? Joe, you get that, please? <laughs> Adam, I can't believe you just like said that. Lutova means this particular thing will be positive. Remember, we spoke about Gomel Hasadim Tovim. So there's there's Hasadim that are not Tovim, there are Hasadim that are Tovim, right? So Tov means it actually plays out in a positive way right here, right now, in front of my eyes. Like, it sounds like a statement of acceptance. No, it's not. No, this will be good. And you're going to see the story. Watch the story. It's not just resigning to anything. This is a paula. Nagumish Gamzu with this statement changed the world. Okay, watch. Sounds like a, Watch. Th- that's well, let's, just, let's, just, let's just read them. 
Let's just read the Mar'al. We'll read the Maimar Chazal. I think it'll, it'll That is clarify. the way people utilize it now, I feel like. The way he's expressing it. Okay. I'm just, say, I'm just saying that's where he's coming from. Or that's how I, 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 I could be coming okay. from, too. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. So the then... It's infinite. Infinitive. Uh, ongoing. Uh, right. That is well, the, in the, the... I don't know. The Shacharach says called the Abed. It's past tense. No, not Avad. Called the Avid Rahman. Not Avad. No. Okay. So... So, um, the Jewish people felt, the Gemara doesn't go into why, but uh, they wanted to send a gift to the Roman Emperor. Now, trust me, this was not out of, uh, you know, love and overabundance of money. <laughs> the, Jewish, the Romans were ringing us dry you know if you if you think the uh, the tuitions uh, here in chicago are 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 high right like you know the the, the roman taxation was uh, was much much worse right so for whatever reason the the jewish people felt that there was a need to send a fat bribe to caesar so they said okay so who should we send it with let's send it with it with nahum ish gamzu because he is Mulumud Benissimo. He is someone who is habituated in miracles. He's someone that you know we can feel pretty confident things are gonna turn out well. So they sent with him a suitcase of pearls and gemstones. On the way he spent the night in a in a motel, the owners of which um, in the middle of the night, crept in, emptied out his chest of pearls and gemstones, and filled it with with uh, offer with dirt. Um, Rebiaki is on this part. We'll, we'll go the way the morale explains it. Being that we're learning the morale, Rabbi Nachumish Gamzu opened up the chest, saw that there was earth in it, there was dirt in it, and decided to take it to Caesar anyway. Now, this is going to be a very big doozy for us because we, we explained in the very beginning of the parak, right? Pasuk and Mishlei, how does. Anybody remember what the Pasuk and Mishle is that this Nesiv opens with without looking? Betach el Hashem Betach el Hashem Bechol Close. Okay, good close. So Betach el Hashem Bechol Levavacha Ve'el Binascha Al Tish'am Right, that's the part that you want to say is don't rely on your intellect, right? So trust Hashem with all your heart and do not rely on your intellect. Now, Marao's Medaic, that if you're not using your intellect, there's no point to say don't rely on it, right? <laughs> so rather it means you're obligated to use your intellect. You, you are using your intellect. You put together a good plan. You're, you're trying to execute the plan. But don't think you're going to be successful because you came up with such a brilliant strategy. 
right? Rather, you should be botechen to Hashem, who will help your plan work out. So, what's going on with Nachumish Gamzu? What kind of plan is this to take a chest full of dirt to the Caesar? To now, like removing any intellect. It look. It, it, it seems like it. Yeah. So the moral is not going to learn like that, because that can't be right. We, we don't rely on miracles. So rather, wasn't the plan beforehand? Sorry. The plan was to begin with to take this chest of. Okay, but now, what about now? That's what we're saying. You would be put in a plan, and now you believe it. So are you taking a chest? Nothing's changed in the middle of the way, but. What do you mean nothing has changed? You used to have you used to have a, a chest full of pearls and, and and gemstones, and now you have a chest full of earth. So, so he says. So he says again. Obviously, it means the Caesar was clearly expecting a delegation. That, that, yeah, this is not. It's not like oh, okay, fine. You know, I'll just go back. I'll just, I'll just get another chest full of of pearls and gems. Like that, that's not an option. That there's not enough time for it, and maybe the Jewish people didn't even have more, right? So, so, so what's the plan? So the plan was, at least the way that the Maral explains the Gemara, uh, is the plan was that he would bring it, act very surprised when the chest would be open, it would be filled with dirt, and hope that the Caesar will have mercy and realize that he's been robbed and whatever it is, and send his police and kill those people and you know, get the gems back and, and whatever. Right, me. So he's acting. What? So, so now, 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 Nachum Gamzu is go, a, a very risky plan, right? It potentially endangering his own life and maybe the lives of many other people. But he he got no choice. Again, he's got no gemstones, right? And Caesar is seemingly expecting, right? So the plan is he's gonna he came up with a plan. Maybe not a great plan, but the best one he's got at his available you know, his disposal. And, he, and and Gamzulatova is going to work out. Okay, it's going to work out well, well. Okay, so he comes there, and Caesar, when he sees this, is outraged. He wants everybody's head on a stake. Like this is the biggest insult, etc. Um, but then one of his um, one of his advisors says to him, oh, maybe this is a actually going to work for you the way that the Jewish people have a tradition that uh, when Avram Avinu was fighting the war against the four kings, so um, the, the Midrash says that when he, the, he would, if he would throw offer, he would throw dirt at them, it would turn into swords, and he would throw straw at them, it, it, it would turn into arrows. So, so, so this uh, Roman minister over there said, maybe this is maybe this is that magical dirt and uh, and straw that that uh, that Avram was using back then. So she said, okay, well, it happened to be that they were currently in the midst of a well, probably fairly often the Romans were um, in the midst of a war, but this one they were not being successful. They could not uh, take a particular uh, fortified location, and it was causing terrible embarrassment and financial losses and military losses. So Caesar sent this chest of dirt to that war location, 
and they tried it out, and indeed, it it uh, turned into the the, the, the dirt uh, turned into swords, and the straws in it turned into arrows, and they were able to take the city. Now this is beyond just what the Maharal says. This is what actually happened. This is what the Gemara says. This is what the Gemara says. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Caesar was so overjoyed that he had Nahumi Gamzu ushered into the royal treasury and they filled his chest full of gold and diamonds and he was going back he stopped over in the same inn they said wow what did you do to deserve that the Caesar is so happy he said well I gave him that dirt that you guys put into my chest and it did this unbelievable stuff for them so these guys tore down their entire motel and took all that dirt and brought it to Caesar and Caesar tried it out, it didn't work, and he had them all killed. Okay, that's, that's the end of the story, okay? <laughs> so, here clearly we see that Nahumish Gamzu, right, using his power of Bitochon, took a situation which should have resulted the same way that it did result for the people of the inn with a decapitation, right? And instead, resulted in a very, very positive way. So again, one of these Gemores that we can't walk by, so we're just going to really quickly speak out. Um, so, uh, obviously, you know, Avram Avinu was not going charging to battle with like pockets full of dirt and straw and like throwing it at the, <laughs> at the, at the enemies, right? He did have swords and spears, right? So, what is this coming to say? So the morale understands it means it, that there was there was such a segula, it had such a powerful, um, like, a, like a lucky charm, basically, that even something like Earth would act like a sword, and you know, like basically everything that they would do in the battle was successful, right? The 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 you know, a, a weak move would turn out to be a strong move, right? Uh, you know, just everything was flying in just the right direction, and it was this unbelievable siata deshmaya. Okay, and so that's what happened with the Romans. It's not that the Romans had open miracles happening to them. You got a Roman picking up some dirt and throwing it over the wall like a grenade, right? That's not happening. Rather, uh, rather it means that they. They said, listen, this didn't happen for no reason. Why would this Jew, this holy man, this rabbi, right, bring you a chest full of dirt? What kind of a, you know, they were very superstitious people. What kind of a symbol is it from heaven or whatever it is? Oh, maybe it's going to act as a, uh, as a lucky charm, just like Avram managed to, you know, to do it like that. Maybe we'll do it as well. And the moment they brought the chest to the battlefield, everything started going their way and they... Anywhere they turned, they, they were knocking their enemies over left, right, and center. And they said, okay, this is a thanks to the rabbi, right? This is the, 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 the Jews did this first. Okay, that's the, um, that's, that's the shot. That's what he, he primarily works on over here that we should understand that when Chazal talk about, you know, open miracles happening um, for tzaddikim, it means... Not, it means in the abstract sense of the word, it's appropriate for a miracle to happen you know, in, in, for, for a tzaddik. But down here, it's not going to 
really happen, right? Unless Hashem chooses to do an open miracle, which is, um, you know, um, extraordinarily rare and would have to be, you know, usually there's psukim about it, or, you know, something, we have to know that a miracle happened. Rather, it means that it'll something will happen here that will, to the equivalent effect that will accomplish, you know, a, a similar result, as if, as if that happened. Um, Clarify one more parameter that the, that the consequence for the outcome of this miracle is going to of, of having bitachon is going to happen soon thereafter of having the bitachon. Yeah, the bitachon in this particular situation. I mean, Nachumish Gamzu. Beyond, beyond this example in general with bitachon. In every single case that we've seen so far. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In this particular situ- situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing that I'm out to do, the goal that I'm trying to accomplish, right? Um, that's. And again, the model says that this is a general principle the, you know, with the miracles. It's not, it's not unique to here. This is how my Mari Chazal should be interpreted. They tell you about these crazy miracles and everyone carrying around chests of dirt and just throwing it at people and killing people with it. That's not meant to be taken literally. Okay, so you have to understand how to understand. Uh, it's speaking to a deeper reality. Um, okay. I'll pause here for because I did push off um, Adam for the, the, that he the, Adam was saying that Gamzulotova means Gam, you know that this will for the greater good. You mean for the good of the Jewish people, or even greater good? For the greater good of Hashem and whatever Hashem's plan is. But isn't that again? That's that's. Uh, that for that, you don't have to do anything, right? Even if Hashem's plan was that Nachumish Gamzu should be burned alive, that's also part of Hashem's plan, and He wants that you know a person should be should give up his life for Kiddush Hashem and uh, you know whatever else. So that, that could also be. But when, but when, but when colloquially now, when we say Gamzu and I, I, even if we don't. Even if it's not phrased that way, when it comes to Amuna, is it not? Can it not be considered a pula? It certainly feels like one when you're faced with something that challenges Amuna. <coughs> yeah, let me just ex- let me just think about it like this. Amuna is, I accept this. I take it. Amuna is, I I passively, I passively I accept it. I'm not looking to change anything. Amuna is, I accept this. Bitochan is, bitochan is, bitochan is that I am, that I am confident that Hashem will make this turn out differently. Make this turn out for good. Differently than it's going right now. It seems to be going bad, but it's gonna end up being good. I'm not accepting the bad. I'm, I'm reaching to a very, very high place. Where Hashem is all good, I'm connecting to that, and I'm believing that He can make that happen right here, right now. And I understand. My, my question was my 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 question was a about the, the grammar of Gamzula Tova, like because it seems like it's the general Tova. The general good. It's not like Gamzula Tovati, you know. Tov, 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 Tovai is Aramaic for Tov. This is this is good. 
Right, but I'm saying it's, it's not a good like thing. My, my benefit. Well, whose else is it? It's, it's happening to me. What, what do you mean? It's, it's my thing. It's happening to me. Okay. This is a positive thing. This is positive. And, but in the uh, when with the idea of this is just a question about I know we're on the top of a question about winner in terms of like possibly accepting it. I feel like there's a voter in it. Like it doesn't. Sure, of course, there's a big there's a bigger vote in the Muna. The Muna is a whole thing. It's, it, the Siva Muna is much longer than the Siva Bitach. Okay, maybe we'll do it next. Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, no, we're not coming to put any. When I get coming to put Amuna down, it's not that the Bitochon is greater than Amuna. It's just totally different. Just completely different. Okay. Yeah? Just listening. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, so actually, it looks like we are going to get to talk about the thing that I kept saying that we may not get to talk about today. So it's very exciting. Okay, here we go. Now the... Mo- Oh no! Oh no, Rafi! <laughs> Why you? At least you should have spoken up earlier. I already got it. Um, you're saying because he's connecting to a higher place and therefore he's like lifted above it? Hashem, Hashem, sends down, Hashem is going to send down a different result. Again, that person that spoke up that. I don't know if I spoke it out or not, but that Roman whatever, that was Eliyahu Novi, whatever that means. Was it actually Eliyahu Novi? Was it this Eliyahu acting through him? Was it, it was, but for some reason, this Roman got it into his head to say the following words. Okay. Hey, I read yesterday while I was in the, you know, while I was in the public library. Totally like different a, level. Absolutely. just being lifted up out of that situation. Not hearing the difference. Not hearing the difference. Rabbi Akiva would have had a bad result, Shalom, right? If he would not have seen this as emanating from the Hashem who is Kulo Tov, right? And but now that he did view it this way, he got the the desired result. Okay. No, his ishtadus was to be to to do what's called bitachon, to be poil bitachon. Or you could that's that's what that's what is botech el Hashem. But you could be botech be Hashem, which is a state, like Reb, like Rebbe who was who was certain that nothing bad would happen to his family. Okay, fine. So now the morale is going to find for us uh, a a, a remez to the very, very lofty Madrega of Bitochon in the words of Nachum Ishgam Zu with the word Zu, which by the way is pretty awesome because um, there's lots of discussion. We just had uh, Josh Levin just got married and he said the words Hayad Mekodesh Zu. And a lot of discussion. Why is why say Tabazu and not Tabaze? What did you say, Yachas? Zu or Ze? You said Zu? <laughs> why did you say Zu, not Ze? Because it's feminine. Tabaz is romantic, you know? So you wouldn't say Tabaz. So it should be Zos. 
Yeah, so, okay. Well, that's what everybody says, right? Good. So anyway, so uh, so so uh, so take a look over here, okay? So the Maral points out that Zu is the numerical value thirteen. Zeh would be numerical value twelve. Right? Okay. What is the what's the what's the signi- what's the significance of that? Right? So. Um, the, the just like um, so okay without getting into one part I'm going to skip a little bit but the, the, we know the famous thing is Yud Gimel Midos Harachamim the 13 attributes of divine mercy what are you doing when you're saying the Yud Gimel Midos Harachamim what you're trying to do is you're trying to connect to an extraordinarily high place where Hashem does nothing but tov from there, right? I mean, again, a person has a veros, right? Uh, whatever, whatever it is, person might be um, fit to receive some sort of punishment, or whatever it is, right? And by calling out the yud gimomidos harachamim, right, we are assured, assured of uh, a positive result. Positive, not. Emuna, that ultimately what needs to happen will happen. Shkoyach, that would happen anyway. That, that's without the Yudgim Amidus Arachamim. What is the Yudgim Amidus Arachamim doing? Trying to get a positive result, a good result. Yeah? So too over here, the Gam Zu Latova is being Miramus to that. The 13... Sorry, the desire... Those words, the desired outcome might not be good for us, is because we're saying like this. We're saying, listen, I don't know. Uh, I think this is good, but maybe ultimately it'll end up being bad. But the truth is, you know what? Hashem can make it that this thing, which is good, will also end up being good. Hashem is not limited in, in, in that, right? He doesn't have to only get you... I mean, you say, listen, I want to get to, from point A to point Z. Now, I think it's going to be good for me to go through point uh, L, right? A, L, Z, right? But no, no, if you go to L, you're going to get stuck. You're never going to make it to Z. So better not to go that route, right? But the answer is no, no, no. Hashem can have you do this, and you'll still get to where you need to go. I mean, Hashem can make it that you make a bunch of money to be a tzaddik. It's not the word that you have to be poor in order to in, in, in order to be a tzaddik, right? Hashem can give you the you know, you, you, so to speak your cake and eat it too, right? You can you can have uh, you can have uh, the, the success in this particular venture. You can have the a good result in this and uh, whatever else was was uh, kind of potentially driving in the other direction will work out as well. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, Hashem is Kol Yochel, all capable. He's not limited. Yeah, Kol Yochel, all able. Um, so that's uh, alluded to this concept of the Yud Gil Midas Arachim. It was alluded to in the fact that the Gemara Taina says that Reb Lezer Ben Padas was given by Hashem the Yud Gil uh, thirteen. Rivers 
of oil uh, of uh, uh, afarsimon, this tremendously fragrant, delicious smelling uh, rivers. Uh, Thirteen flows of good, um, right? Lahanhil ohavayesh to cause um, people to inherit the that which is good. Um, and and that's uh, the we said before. This is what a person is trying to connect to. When we're talking about connecting to a Hashem who is all good. That's uh, that's the you give me the sarachim. Just like when we say the you give me the sarachim, we have to say it. And not only do we have to say it, but we have to mean it. And not only do we have to mean it, but we have to connect to that really, really, really lofty place where Hashem is that. Meaning, when you say the Yigim you have to relate to Hashem as being right? all those unbelievable things. When you view Him like that, then the only thing that you're going to get is going to be good. But again, but the point is, it's very hard. So how does Yura fit into that? What? Yura? Are you not supposed to have Yura at that moment or something? Or is Yura connected to that? Yura? Oh, you can have off. You can have off. Such a awesome God. You can have all of that. That creates separation though. No? Okay. Let it be. So we're connecting to something here. Connecting, but with also a little bit of a distance. But uh, what we're connecting to is something that's cool tov. Still, you can still have Yura. You, ha- you always have to have Yura. Okay. If you don't, the moment you don't have Yira, you're out. Okay. Right? The Yira is, is, uh, is called the Shar. It's, it's the gate to relate to the divine. The moment you lose your Yira, you're talking to yourself. Um, okay, we're going to have to um, pick this up next time, but the point being that it has to be a real connection to that Madrega, which is not an easy thing to do.